Welcome back to Batarang, the podcast where we bring you the Batman insights that others are too superstitious and cowardly to deliver. We're reviewing Batman the Animated Series. This week, the first appearance of Barbara Gordon, an homage to Blade Runner, an homage to Terminator, and goddammit, this episode has like three more homages to robot movies in it. It's season one, episodes 38 and 39, Heart of Steel, parts one and two. Then I interview Brandon on all things Barbara Gordon here on Batarang. And we're back. I'm your host, Sam, here as always with our Batman expert, Brandon. Congratulations, you've now seen the episode Heart of Steel. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Although you are missing a couple of like... I mean, really, it's the same... I don't know, gag more, used more than once of like half the flesh gets ripped off and it's the endoskeleton. Yeah. Some good Terminator stuff. So yes, it's very terminator Yeah, so just, I don't know, imagine I did that with uh, with half my face burned away. Uh, I'm imagining it and it's rad. Yep. <laughs> I feel like for a show, for an episode anyway, that is so inspired by Terminator, it could have mm. been cooler, the Terminator stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those where I wonder if it wouldn't have been better... If, like, it, this is another two-parter, folks, and, uh, I don't know, like, was there really, like, 44 minutes of, of episode here? Hell no. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was boring and repetitive. Yep. And, and like most of the others that have worked on, like, I think Clayface did this especially, the first half is a lot of setting up, mm-hmm. and then you really don't have to watch it. Yeah. Right? You can just watch the second episode. I wonder how this happened, right? Like, like no one comes in and says, I want to pitch a two-parter with no Batman villain, right? Yeah. It had to have been, I have this story that I want to tell. It's this thing about AI. It's like, it's got Terminators. It's got all this stuff. And then, oh shit, I can't get it under like 29 minutes. Yeah. What am I going to do? I could either cut it down and neuter it, or I could blow it up into a two-parter. Right. And then I'd have to pad it. Yeah, which is funny because then I would be like, okay, cool, let's add a Robin subplot. Let's, you know, I mean, granted, this one has let's Barbara. Go, yeah, so Barbara but, Gordon. But she's not, she's not you know, spoiler alert, she's Batgirl eventually, but she isn't yet. Right. It starts teasing at that idea. But again, all of that happens in the second episode. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's our, like, spoiler-free review is... Eh. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Spend your time rewatching RoboCop. That's generally my advice. Or Terminator, or some you know Silver Age nonsense with cool robots. Right. Yeah. Rewatch that the first episode of the uh, Superman cartoon from the forties. Oh, that yeah, that's the other thing is there's a lot of that, especially in that first sequence with that stupid fucking. Re- Okay, you know what? We've we've jumped around a lot. Do you want to give your twenty two second summary? Yes. Can, can, will it take the whole twenty two seconds? I mean, it's two episodes, so I hope so. One would hope, yeah. Um, initiate. 
Someone is stealing AI research from Wayne Tech by using cool robots. Turns out it's a uh, room-sized computer called Hardak, bent on uh, replicating humanity with robot duplicates. Hardak uh, has replaced key people, like the commissioner, uh, but luckily Wayne has, uh, has connections, so Batman steps in, and with the help of Barbara Gordon, uh, they blow the whole thing up. 21.63. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. That's... God, sorry. It's just, there's, there's plenty of color commentary to be given. Yeah, that's the thing, is I'm kind of struggling with... Okay. Famously paranoid man Bruce Wayne decides that he's going to make wetware computers that are going to be able to outsmart him at some point, and then that's getting stolen by Hardakakakak... Um, and you ought to know by now that that's what it's all about. It's going to replace humanity with robots for reasons. Don't worry though. There's a lot of elevator crushing elevators crushing robots here. Yes. <laughs> this 20, is, yeah. Twenty two seconds. Yep. Yep. Um, this is I would say the second best, at least cartoon example. I haven't seen that um, the elevator horror movie Devil, uh, which seems like the laziest horror movie title of all time. Mm. Um, again, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's earned. But this is, I would say, yeah, the second most stressful, like, elevator stuff in a cartoon Uh after the DuckTales movie. Mm. When Scrooge McDuck is, like, going up in the elevator and it gets his, like, beret and he's about to get crushed. I remember that really stressing me out as a kid. The one from the 90s with the magic lamp? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Shibui and all that stuff. Right, right, right. right. Uh, Yeah, the elevator sequence is pretty cool, but it, it has enough stuff thrown onto it that I still think that it could have been cut by like 15 seconds yeah yeah um, so this episode opens up on Wayne Tower yes uh, and for the first time it's really shown as a place where people work <laughs> including Bruce Wayne including Bruce Wayne like it's quitting time so like this throng of people is leaving um, it's still not as many people as should come out of a building that big but Sure. Like, if you've yeah. ever been to Rockefeller Plaza um, in New York and gone to Rockefeller Center, like, when it's quitting time, or even all the time, there's just, like, thousands of people pouring in and out of right. the building. Yeah, that would have been a lot of stuff going on, and they want you to see that there's one, you know, woman, um, and she blonde, like, white, what, business skirt suit. Anyway, she yeah, yeah. drops a briefcase in front of the security guard station. While making eye contact with him. <laughs> and he's like, what just happened? Yep. Just so you know, listeners, I did the, did the like, looking at you, eyeballs pointing thing uh, to Sam because this is, you know, an audio medium. That's right. Yep. Uh, speaking of audio medium, when she walks up to the security guard and puts down the briefcase, there is va-va-voom saxophone music. <laughs> I forgot that. It is... Uh... I don't know why it's there. I don't know what the point of it is, but there is, and it's not the only point. There's other points where this woman gets va va voom saxophone music. Yeah, well, you you need to know that this lady is a hot lady. Like the music needs to support the theme, and the theme is dead ass. It's because you can't see her face, so you need va va voom to know that the front of her is good looking too. Yes. <laughs> If you've ever seen Billy Madison, the the his fantasy of the penguin mm. uh, with the saxophone music in the background, it's like that. Yeah, saxophone it's riff. very, it's <laughs> not great. Um, so yeah, the security guard like grabs this briefcase and he takes it back, uh, you know, and pops it open, and it's nothing. Yeah, it's full of like a notebook. Yeah, like oh whatever, okay, back to back to business. Let's go get pizza. Yeah. 
because <laughs> the night security guards leave and get pizza. Apparently, yeah. They set they set an alarm that Bruce Wayne mentions because mm-hmm. they're all on the way out together, but they do not plan to leave a human behind. Right. Until the alarm actually goes off. Yeah. So the the alarm does go off. Um because Because yeah, yeah. The okay. So it's one of the, I was thinking about this, how the like super technology in this either feels like quaint now because we have stuff that does so much. Mm-hmm. Or it feels stupid mm-hmm. because we know that like, okay, just with like the conservation of mass, the things we see coming out of like the briefcase is a robot, but it, it does a lot of stuff. Yeah. It, it's like funzo. Like they just stuffed everything into this. Yeah. It's got a lot of bits. Yeah. The, its main functionality is it has these tentacle like uh, telescoping arms that come out with a little eye that looks around and it mm-hmm. crawls around. Yeah. But it also has a ton of other shit. Right. Uh, like we mentioned, it looks like a lot of the the robots from the Superman, like Fleischer Superman cartoons, um, and it yeah sort of just crawls through. It does. Oh my god, my favorite. What is your favorite bit of the Wayne Tech security? Because mine is the clearly visible lasers that you can yes. step over. Yes. So there's in front of the door to the most secure thing they're researching. Yeah. Is a two projectors that shoot lasers at knee height. That you could step over, walk around, or crawl under. And and the robot goes with crawl under. Yep. Um, cuts a hole in the door. Before I forget to mention it, because Alex watched this with me and she made me promise to mention it. On more than one occasion, the briefcase robot cuts a circular hole to get through doors. No way. It's <laughs> just... It, sometimes it's rectangular. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, it's fine. Anyway. Yes, because as we know, briefcases are rectangular. I mean, (laughs) yes, exactly. It would have been awesome if it carved a hole the exact shape of a briefcase with a handle and everything. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't. No, no, it didn't. Uh, And then it, so it gets into the vault and it opens up. So they keep saying wetware and like. Do they know what that means? Because they just look like regular computer chips. Yeah, they're so they say that they're protein silicon, which means like they must have like RNA or something printed out on these. Yeah, they're goop computers. Yeah, you know, like in existence. Right. Yep. That's um, a that's a reference that all of our all of each of our listeners will really appreciate. Well, if we <laughs> if we want an even more dated and obscure one, Bruce Coville wrote a young adult series called The AI Game that had a wetware supercomputer. Nice. Just brains floating in jars. Oh my god, I love that. It fucking ruled. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is not that. It's a bunch of microchips the size of a stick of gum. Yep. But apparently have protein in them none of that matters yeah yeah they keep saying they keep saying wetware so that you don't know or presumably the audience doesn't know what that means and it sounds exotic uh the briefcase again how is this briefcase powered there's no way how much how much machine is in this if it has a false bottom um well, it, it vacuums up the, the microchips. It, it does. Them up. And into a uh, canister, which it then gets to the roof of Wayne Tower, and then that canister is actually a rocket, which shoots in the air and is GPS-guided, laser-guided something to go to ra- a radi- radar, radio. Something guides it to where it needs to be. Which I... What I adore about that is when I was a kid, we did that, the, like... 
sort of like you know build your own rocket sets i did a bunch of those uh-huh. and i'd say we lost them about a third of the time mm-hmm. um which you'd think would be hard in like illinois being flat and the the parachutes being neon colored but so that said the idea that this rocket came down perfectly in front of um <laughs> i had a Tits McGee. I feel like that's what the episode treats are like. What's her name? Rhonda? Something like that. But she's uh, just... Robotra. It's the blonde lady, except now she's in a convertible. Right. Um, Because she was not in a convertible in the hotel or in the tower lobby. (laughs) That would have been even cooler. Uh (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Take this suitcase, jump. See you later. Oh, my gosh. Um, Is... Okay, so... Batman was sort of like on the tail of the briefcase. Yeah, because right? he, so the security guard is like, "Better get in this room, Mister Wayne, where it's safe." Mm-hmm. And Batman is like, "Fuck that!" Oh and he God. hits a button, and there's a thing in the security office uh, in the corner that swivels the entire room and allows him to go somewhere to become Batman. Yeah. So okay, okay. So I'm gonna. You say a button, but it is just a spot on the wall. He just puts his hand on the wall. Yes. And, and the whole corner pivots. Yep. There's a file cabinet in that corner. Yes. Which means either no one ever uses that file cabinet, or anytime there's any change in the file cabinet, both sides have to get updated. Yes. Okay. Also, it's blindingly obvious because of how it's animated that this thing is going to pivot. Right. Yeah. Which I assume carries over to the real world. They're just like a round hole cut into the floor. <laughs> the wallpaper is, di- is a different color. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a battering on the floor. Yeah. Also, like, we're about uh, 90 seconds into this thing, if that, and the stupid shit is piling up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's weird because, again, they could have, like, sailed past a lot of this. Speaking of, Batman, I mean, he tries to, like, follow uh, follow the briefcase, like, through the elevator. It's laser beam like, bisects the elevator so that it falls, which is wildly, like, that's that's so powerful. That's actually, like, really scary, actually, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, like, the laser on this little briefcase robot cuts through things like it's a lightsaber. Right. Um, if not easier. So, anyway, it, uh, the briefcase, it launches the rocket, it explodes, leaving behind the presumably empty notebooks. Uh, but don't worry, Batman has what a, what looks like wooden shutters. <laughs> he presses up like a button on the utility belt or whatever. It pops open and there's the the bat hang glider. Yep, the first appearance of the bat hang glider in this two parter. Yep, and don't worry, he can uh, he can follow. He knows where the rocket went yep. almost exactly. No problem. And without any propulsion, he makes it there. Yep, even though. We see the rocket go over the horizon, and it goes over buildings that are apparently higher than Wayne Tower. Oh, yeah. Uh, unless that's just a trick of the perspective, and Wayne Tower is the tallest building in Gotham. Even if it is, that's dumb. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and he gets there almost the same time as the rocket does. Oh, there are a lot of, like, weird things. In the, it, again, in this first, like, sequence, we'll say, there's a lot of places where the timeline doesn't really seem to match up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it takes the briefcase a really long time to get to the top. Maybe it gets lost. I mean, yeah, but, like, it's one of those things where the the humans are having a conversation. We cut to the briefcase. We cut back to humans, like, no more talking has occurred, mm-hmm. right? They're just in the next sentence of that conversation, mm-hmm. which means, again, 
if we do a, let's, let's call it a close reading, it means they just stood there looking at each other for, you know, 25 seconds and then said, okay, well, I'll walk you to your car, Mr. Wayne. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just, it's fine. It's fine. Magic of editing. You don't notice. Right. Um, but anyway. Anyway. Batman shows up on the hang glider at this uh, cliff beach cliffside road that looks just like the one that goes up to Wayne Tower in a few episodes. Yep. Yep, yep. It's on the opposite side of the Gotham Desert. Uh, and he's coming at this moving vehicle in his hang glider. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his plan is. He's going to land on it. He's going to follow it. It's not clear. But the woman inside, the blonde woman, has voice commanded things that pop machine guns and rockets and stuff yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, the hang glider gets disabled. Batman careens towards a rock. Uh, we get a cliffhanger act break and act one. Uh, and then the commercial ends and he just falls in the water and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know that that's even the worst, like the worst cliffhanger in this, uh, in this two parter. And correct me if I'm wrong, we pretty much cut from there to Batman, like, dragging the half-busted, wet hang glider. Into the Batcave. Yep. Uh, uh, the one thing that I wanted to mention, yes. um, this is directed by Kevin Altieri. Yes. And the first shot of Batman is a Kevin Altieri uh, hallmark. Mm. He's a still painting. That's right. And when, he looks good. Yeah, when the elevator pops open, and unlike uh, the floor you mentioned earlier... Batman smirks, um, but it's not like around his mouth is a different color, um, you know, like the bewitched statue is right now. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, they animate the elevator doors instead of yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, then Alfred says that he wished uh, Master Bruce did not play so roughly with his toys. And God, can you imagine, like, so one time when I lived in Chicago, um, the front tire uh, or wheel, I should say, if my bike was stolen. And it was so embarrassing, <laughs> like, wheeling most of my bicycle home, right? Can you imagine? Like, the Batmobile wasn't out there. We never see him summon it. He didn't yeah. drive in. He had to limp back to the Batcave holding a wet hang glider. <laughs> I would have just left it. Oh, yeah. I'm so surprised he didn't. And it's not like he's going to call Robin and be like, hey... Robin, um, I need need a lift. Yeah. I guess it's an outside chance that he radio summoned the Batmobile. Yeah, but then he would have driven back in, right? Because he came oh, through right. the elevator. Yeah, through the elevator. Which is all... You know what? It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Um, but don't worry. We're going to start doing... We're just going to start detecting. We're going to detect things now. Yep. And detecting consists of... Batman having a conversation with Alfred about what was stolen. We get the term wetware. We learn that he's building a general artificial intelligence um, for some reason. For some reason. Again, why, like, why would Batman do this? Right. Like, we're working on something that would be incredibly dangerous and have huge ethical implications that we're not close to even talking about. Caring about. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is... When people talk about AI doing things, my problem with it always is, okay, so let's say you perfectly replicate a human mind. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. I already have one of those. Yeah. Well, they say in this that it would have the computational power of a supercomputer, but the creativity and intuition of a human mind. Didn't... Like, we know that in this world, the golden age of cinema happened, right? So... 
maybe like yeah maybe in the batman universe forbidden planet never got made Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the day the earth stood still Uh um but come on which you know is why it's so so important that uh batman doesn't just like drop the busted ass hang glider he hands it to this huge pair of arms that come down from the ceiling that we've never seen before yes because this episode is just roboted up. <laughs> just everywhere you can, you sprinkle in robots. And don't worry, the robot arms come back later. Yeah. Yep. Um, two, two, two things get set up in this scene. And yep, they'll they'll pay off? Ish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he talks about what was stolen. And then the detecting is, I know a guy that works on something similar. Yeah. There's one company on this coast that would want that. So I'm going to go talk to the guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and lo, Bruce does. He goes to talk to the guy. Um, it's what? Cyber... Cybertron. Cybertron. It is the Transformers home planet. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Um, and it's... I forget the character's actual name, but it's the same guy who voiced, who, who played um, J.F. Sebastian in Blade Runner, so I'm just going to call him Sebastian. Oh, is it? It is, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I re- thought I recognized the voice. Yep. He talks like this southern gentleman. Yeah. He sounds like he should be in the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> now, I might just be a wealthy business conglomerate owner, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we get to that, okay. we get Commissioner Gordon... Visiting Wayne, right, and brings Barbara with him, right, for because some reason. The right, the mayor, um, the mayor has put Gordon on this because this is an important thing, which honestly I buy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, but he had to pick Barbara up at the airport on the way. That's right, because she's coming back from college, and um, and he has uh, Gordon brings whenever he picks Babs up from the airport, even though Barbara is a you know grown woman college yep. age woman yep brings wubby the stuffed bear yep uh which you know is it's actually like it's a really cute like gordon moment mm-hmm. um and like he actually blushes and he's like well you know wubby knows the way better than i do <laughs> this is too like it's just it's a really nice like moment with the gordons yes that was cute <clears throat> what was not cute is when bruce, is bruce wayne reaching over to barbara and touching her face yeah Remember when we started this podcast, I'm like, Bruce spends a lot of this series, like, real horny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just the more... He's, yeah, he, he, he's uh, pretty gross in this episode. Yeah. Because, uh, again, like, let's... Like, we know Bruce has already been to and graduated from college, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's say he's at least... Let's say he's 30. Yeah, which he's, he's at least 30. He, he's got to be mid-30s, right? Right. And we know, like, in the vaster, like, Batman the Animated Series, you know, oeuvre, right? Um, he, he gets Barbara pregnant. Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> yup. Hmm. Which is why, like, a few years ago when they did the, um, the Killing Joke animated movie, which is very bad, um, everyone was like, ew, gross. Like, we see Batgirl and Batman have sex, and there's, like, a lot, there are a lot of things about that that are gross, but one of the things people point out is like the age difference. I'm like, you're both like, are you just forgetting that like the beloved cartoon series tread this ground already, right? Um, 
Yikes. Yeah. Like, you... And, like, Gordon doesn't say anything, right? Right. Bruce, like, it's like, look how much you've grown, which is the, which is the thing to say. <laughs> and then grabs her chin like she's, I don't know, nine, but yeah. she's not nine. Like, yeah. she's 19, and you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... It's bad. It's bad and it's gross. Yep. And, um... I forget where the scene goes from there because my my brain is just screaming. It's it just goes nowhere. We only needed to introduce Wubby. <laughs> that was the purpose of the scene. Wubby and his best friend Babs. Yes. Yep. All right. So, uh, so, so let me go to Kentucky Fried Robotics, <laughs> which uh, I thought the whole set piece was pretty cool. It, it's a rad looking thing, and what is sort of fun about it is that um, this is. Like, Sebastian has, like he does in Blade Runner, just a lot of, like, bullshit, mm-hmm. right? You can tell this is a guy who just loves making robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's dumb, right? Like, he has a lamp that makes cappuccino. <laughs> yes. The worst way to make cappuccino I've ever heard of. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Bruce comes in. This is after he says, like, well, Bruce, you need better security. And it's like, no shit. That's, like, I hate it when people say things like that. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like when you get sunburned and someone's like, oh, looks like someone got some sun. It's like, yeah, I'm burnt. I can feel it. Right. It hurts, actually. Thank uh, you. Yep. Um, yeah. The, like, the character design even kind of looks like uh, Terrell um, from Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... Go watch Blade Runner. So, anyway... <laughs> But yeah, when like, like a little a little robot greets him, mm-hmm. he's got like welcome Bruce Wayne on a on his screen, which is what yeah, which is what I meant as far as like all the science in here is either really quaint or preposterous, mm-hmm. um, even by our most like forward looking stuff. Um, so I don't know. It's supposed to be like welcome Bruce seems insidious or like off putting. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was a cute little guy. Oh, <laughs> he was a cute little robot. He's a cute little guy. Yeah, he's gonna wish you a happy birthday with yeah. the screen. He does have a laser that we see later, but right. That's the thing is, everything here will kill you, right? Accidentally or on purpose, mm-hmm. including the. Oh God, sorry. No, I need to keep talking about the barista lamp. Okay. Because um, Bruce sits down in Sebastian's office, and it's like, "Would you like a cappuccino?" Uh, so Bruce says yes. The bottom of this lamp opens and like a little, it looks more like a teacup slides out. Yeah. And then it, from the top of like right under the actual like, I don't know, lamp shade. Yeah, right. It just lobs a glob of like yes. of coffee. This stream of hot coffee and milk just comes out of it. And I believe steam shoots, like a lot of steam comes right. out as well. And we're supposed to believe, like, this guy, this is the robot's guy. Um, so <laughs> It's like, oh, thanks. You've invented the worst coffee machine in history. Right. Uh, we already had a thing that did this better. Um, and then the ottoman uh, Bruce has his feet up on, the the cushion folds around his feet and, like, just starts kind of, like, magic fingers shaking them. Yes, but it looks really uncomfortable and awkward. It looks awful. And <laughs> it wouldn't accomplish anything. And then Sebastian says, nothing like a hot cappuccino and a foot rub. As if that's a thing? <laughs> like, granted, I've not, I'm not very worldly. I have not been to Italy. But I feel like that's not, like, you don't just go to a cafe there and be like, yes, I would like the, the cappuccino and foot rub special. No. Uh, folks, don't Google that. Um, God. So, yeah. Uh, the guy's like, I heard about what happened to you, but I don't know where the goods are. Um, I know nothing. 
Uh, we certainly did not steal them. Right. We would, why would we do that? Uh, but I feel just awful about what happened to you. Let me introduce you to my assistant who comes in and she's like <laughs> in this, um, I don't know. Uh, like 19, sterile 19, suit. Yeah. But it's like this really old fashioned 1940s sci-fi look where like only her face is exposed. Yeah. It's um, it's the ex machina look. Yeah, if that's yeah, helpful yeah. to our, our, do we have younger listeners? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Tell your students to listen and then we'll have you on the Uh, perfect. And yeah, she comes out of this sort of the, the first floor of Hardak. Right. Um, that's what it, it sounds like the, um, what's the name of the villain from She-Ra? Um, um Hardak. Hardak. Uh, yeah, no, now it's just, yeah. that's the only thing that's there. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, it might be it might be hard act. Yeah, that's gonna drive us nuts forever until or until we look at. Anyway, um, she shakes Bruce's hand. He's immediately uh, eye fucking her. Yeah, like it's not. It's. Oof. I forget if we get the same va va voom music here, but like the the camera is very male gazy on her, and he is yeah. like, "Well, hello. Maybe I'll charm you later to get some more information about this." Straight up says, "Hey, I will charm corporate espionage date you." Yes. Um, and I'd like to think that what we hear is less the saxophone and like a hard drive spinning up. That's what uh, they shake hands. <laughs> He's like, "Your hand is cold as ice." Uh, and she's like, well, I was in, working in the cold room. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And, Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm really struggling to get through the episode because I don't rem- Like, there's so little connective tissue. Yeah, I mean, right. we see the giant room-sized computer. Yeah. Uh, he can't say what the computer does. Right. He's just working on a project. Uh, we He's like, come to dinner at Wayne, at Wayne Manor t- tonight and... Uh, I'll wine you and dine you, and then you'll tell me your boss's secrets. Well, it, it's tomorrow that he invites her over for, which is weird, because, again, the timeline is so bizarre. Oh, it feels like it happens right then. Yes, it yeah. does. Um, but that's right, because then we cut to the Gordon's living room. Yes. Right. Uh, and, oh, there's actually a, an act break before that, because right. we see, like, uh, you know... Uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, <laughs> super scientist, uh, telling uh, his assistant, uh, this is great. You're going to go to Wayne Manor and you're going to shake the place down and, yep. and you're going to steal more stuff. And then we're going to make homes for post-humanity. Right. Uh, and then we see the machine at work pressing out this robot that has what is obviously Commissioner Gordon's body on it. <laughs> oh boy, does it have his body. Stamping out a jacked Commissioner Gordon yeah. in the nude. I I love it when they, like, Jim Gordon has a bit of a gut, could beat the Christ out of you. Like, um, did you read any, or there's a bit of a, the Snyder Capullo Batman run where, I mean, Bruce has been hit in the head. Mm-hmm. He has amnesia. Batman's MIA. So Gordon becomes Batman. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah. He gets, um, he gets a like mech suit, like a Ooh. Pat Labor sort of thing. Um, so just for clarity's sake, this thing is like maybe 10 feet tall. It's not like, so it's almost like a Batman Beyond situation where, like, he's teched up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but he still wrecks shit all on his own. And I really like his outfit, by the way. Because it, it's sort of, again, in the Batman Beyond style. Although the, like, mouth is visible and it's a gold bat. Um, I really like... But anyway, cool. So it's uh, it's Gordon. Yep. 
so Gordon Robot gets delivered to Gordon's house. Yep. Um, they tase Gordon with what appears to be a uh, very fancy meat thermometer. Yep. Uh, he goes down. Uh, the new Gordon comes in. Barbara is like, Dad, who was that? And he was like, it was no one. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. That's why it bothered me so much is later, like after the scene of the Waynes at dinner, or sorry, Wayne and um, Ro- Robotra. I'm going to go with that. I like that one. It's not good. Uh-huh. Um, after we see them have dinner, it's the Gordons having dinner. It's like, that's, I'm fine is all you've said since yesterday. I'm like, what are you, what? Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, I like that apparently either like Barbara cannot hear anything she can't see um, or the Gordon's house is big enough that Jim could walk to the front door, get tased, yell out in pain, and then like she doesn't hear any of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. But we know for a fact that he's been replaced with a robot because he knocks Wubby on the floor. Yeah. And also we saw the robot get made. Like in, Yes. Um... Uh, but yeah, this is also a clue to Barbara. This something's yeah, up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the other woman comes over for a date. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks like Marilyn Monroe. It's now obviously the same person from before, from Wayne Tower, if you didn't already put that together. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, Batman gets called out for business, um, I think by Commissioner Gordon. I forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she takes the opportunity to taste Alfred. Uh, and start ransacking Wayne Tower. She has x-ray vision so she can find the door to the Batcave, goes to the Batcave, yep. realizes that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and radios all this information to Hardak, then gives him access to the Batcomputer. And none of this makes any difference. Not really. Like, no. nothing comes of this. No, nothing comes of it. <laughs> He's like, I will file that away for later. And I'm like, ooh, that's going to come up. That'll be interesting. Nope. nope. <laughs> Don't worry. The bad jokes we set up do... One other thing that I wanted to point out, now that we're back from our break, mm-hmm. is that when she electrocutes uh, Alfred, his voice acting is just really gruesome. <laughs> it sounds like he's in so much pain, and I'm so honestly surprised that he survives it. Yeah, well, and what's even better is when he gets revived, he says, I must have dozed off. Right, because she, he, lo- he lost his memory. Right. Um, <laughs> which, if it were... Powerful enough to, like, there would be a burn. Like, his his clothes would have been burned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fine. This this episode does not know how electricity or fire work. No. <laughs> uh, as we'll see a little later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love how this entire episode is us saying, and this will or will not pay out later, later but, like, everything is focused to, like, the last 10 minutes. Yes. Um, so, we're already at past half an hour recording this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm through most of my notes, which yeah. should tell you how eventful, like, I found the rest of this. Right. Um, mostly I wanted to write down all the dumb bullshit that happened. Yeah. Um, and the upcoming episode, part two, uh, I'll tell you about a couple rad things that happened. Yeah. But overall, it's going to be boring stuff. So, as far as, um, yeah, Roberta, uh, she pieces out whatever, Bruce gets back, um... I mean, Batman is in the Batcave. He's about to get to work. And the uh, the big arms from earlier grab him by the yep. wrist. Yep. And that's when we get the to be continued. Yep. And then, you know, you know, watching it. Now it's like, great, just 
hit next track, last time on Batman, skip it again, he's, you know, captured by these arms, and he just flips, just does a flippy flip. Yep, it's almost uh, even easier than what he did to not crash in his hang glider before. Yeah, it... So that's what I'm saying is like, especially because it is like, it's the midpoint break for this whole story. Mm-hmm. It is such weak sauce. Right. <laughs> it would have been better if they ended with her learning that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yes. Honestly. Except then they would have to pay that off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a se- there is a sequel to this episode. A sequel to this? Yeah. To this two-parter? Yeah. Where there's a rob- robot Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Which, I I don't... No, I'm not making that up. I'm positive. That one is actually, like, a decent episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does pay off, like, in the far future. Okay. But there's nothing in this episode that indicates that, like, hey, we're going to revisit Hardak. Right. It is so hard to come up with, like, a good new Batman villain. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, like, the last... Like new one, I really like. I mean, I like um, I like Mister Bloom again from the Snyder Capullo run, but no one's touched that character since that I can think of. Like the last sort of iconic villain to have gotten made was Bane, hmm. and that's about thirty years ago now. Shit, yeah, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, and I'm probably just forgetting someone or something. Um, but anywho, Batman does a flippy flip. Tears the tears the wires out of the like central hub of the arms, and then Alfred says, "You you take this one." I wish your toys wouldn't play so roughly with you, Mister Wayne. Britisher, uh, but <laughs> but yeah, that dumb joke, which was a bad line and not delivered well, uh, was the callback. Yep. Um, but anyway, he traces the uh, the call, the hacking of the of the back computer, um, and it gets cut off at the source, so he can't complete the trace. But I think he just puts two and two together. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then it's in the vicinity of Cybertron, so it's either that or the California Pizza Kitchen nearby. <laughs> right, uh, but he actually gets a call to get summoned to the Gotham Club uh, because Commissioner Gordon, who you'll remember as a robot, uh, is going to tell him everything. Um, but before he can get there, Barbara puts on the bat signal. Yeah. Uh, so Batman shows up. She tells him about her concerns about her father. Uh, he is like halfway believing her. And then I would say at least halfway. What I really enjoy about this is I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking like, Batman, just, just stop her. Be like, you don't have to sell me on like people being replaced by robots or whatever. Like he does ask her like, what makes you think you're, you know, this guy's an imposter. But we've already met Clayface. Uh-huh. Like, there's no reason to believe that, like, she would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yes, as you're about to say... Bullock shows up, who has also been replaced with a robot. Uh, and his AI is a lot better than Gordon's. Because he's an <laughs> asshole to Batman and flicks his toothpick at him. That was... that. That's the thing. is, It's almost like they wrote a Bullock scene, and then they had nowhere to put it. Uh-huh. Not, not in this episode or any other. Uh-huh. So they're just like, let's shoehorn it in here. Um, and it's, you know, like, he does that. He has this, like, real, uh, like, this perfect sneer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just, he, his opening move is to bear hug Batman. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. Like, what's the follow-up from a bear hug? Really? There is no follow-up. You crushed him to death. (laughs) 
yeah, it's just it's one of those moves where it it's only worthwhile. Yeah, if you can if you if you the hugger are strong enough to hug someone to death. Yes. Right. Like it is a dumb move. Yeah. I mean, you can wrestle someone to the ground that way. Um, once you have their arms pinned. Yeah. Um, but like that's not what he's doing. Right. It's just it's. I was just thinking about it like globally how it's kind of a dumb move. Yeah. Um, it's uh, more of a way to restrain someone. But and that's the thing is I thought like. Batman was walking past him to like get him to do something, but that must not be the case because he does catch Batman unawares. Yep, uh, he tosses his grapnel on the ground and fights Bullock, who is super strong because he's a robot. Right. They have a boring fight, yep. uh, and I keep waiting for uh, Barbara to pick up the grapnel and shoot Bullock in the back with it, which she can do because he's a robot. Right, but she doesn't necessarily know that yet. No, but she's trying to save Batman's life. Yeah. I think it would have been cool. But instead, um, she shoots the grapnel and it wraps around his leg. Yeah. Uh, and she tugs on it, and Batman pushes him the rest of the way. He falls off of a... He falls off of, like, you know the little hut thing where the stairwell terminates? Yeah. That thing. Onto the spotlight that is the bad signal and gets electrocuted and dies. And um, it's it's rad. It looks very rad. It looks fucking awesome. <laughs> it's probably the best shot in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I love about it is you see him electrocute. It kills the light. The robot tries to, like, crawl up, so, like, the flesh crumbles away. Mm-hmm. Um, although, rewinding a bit, before the, like, before the robot gets up, you see Barbara, like, shed a tear. Because she thinks she just, like, killed ex- a man. Accessory to murder <laughs> Bullock. Um, and, you know, even though I'm sure Barbara doesn't like Bullock, um... I mean, I don't know if that's true. Anyway, point is, it was a nice moment. It was a nice moment to be like, okay, like let's check in with like this character's emotional state. What would that be like? Yes. Because, yeah, she cries, but she doesn't go into like they don't have her go into hysterics. They don't, you know. She's like, she's cool. Yeah, I think this whole sequence works really well. Yeah, <laughs> this this part of the bear hug battle. Yeah. Ah, uh, so. Um, Batman then goes to the Gotham Club while Barbara goes straight to Cybertron. Yeah. Um, against Bruce's uh, or Batman's advice. Right, because she says, Batman, you have to do something. You have to do something about it now. To which he responds, please let go of my cape. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wait, I'm holding your cape. <laughs> yeah. The song doesn't say not to talk on Batman's cape. That's so. right. Uh, but he, anyway... Uh, he goes to the Gotham Club as Bruce and gets ambushed. Um, the plot is kind of revealed to him there. It's so fucking stupid. It's a bad scene. It's dumb. Meanwhile, Barbara is uh, Mission Impossibling into Cybertron and being <laughs> stalked by a robotic trash can. Um, the trash can is very stupid. The way she gets in is also... Like, you say Mission Impossibling, but I just want to make clear. The... Many of the problems for the rest of the episode are solved by Barbara's compact. Yes. Like, that's it. It's like she takes takes the, like, puff up and blows her, like, foundation onto the this keypad. To show the fingerprints for the, for the four-digit code. Which I'm, like, I'm willing to buy, but then she also gets the code on the first try. Yeah. Well, it just wouldn't be fun to watch her try a bunch of ones, right? <laughs> like, there's not that many combos of four, if you know the four digits. It's, yeah. like, 16 or something. So yeah, she yeah. would have got it. And and that's that's fine. I guess what bothers me is it's just in ascending order. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like doot 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 and it was the first one. Right. Uh, um, so she gets in, she gets stalked by a trash barrel. Um 
But like she looks over her head and it turns back to her trash barrel and then she looks forward and the legs sprout back out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she does make it to the main floor where Hardhack is and all the replicants are. Yeah. The duplicants. Is yeah, the they call them duplicants here um, because here they just let you know the cop is a robot. It's none of that Blade Runner tease. Yes. Eye roll. My mm-hmm. God. Man, now I'm picturing this whole story from the perspective of Robot Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, is the Vava Boom saxophone is him playing from memory, but he doesn't remember when he learned how to play the saxophone. He just plays the saxophone and then dreams of donuts. Yes. <laughs> uh, electric donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway anyway um i forget oh yeah batman doesn't bruce doesn't get captured by the duplicants he fights his way out yeah he does barbara gets captured but then batman shows up to rescue her and take down the operation right um in there sebastian has decided that like okay this is the bridge too far mm-hmm. right and I love he he thinks that he's going to get away with unplugging the computer. Yeah. After saying out loud, it's time to reprogram you where yeah. I can hear him say it. And again, this is one of those effects that looks cool, but then makes no sense. Yes. It Hardak uses its like Tesla coil bunny antennae. Yeah. And instead of little lightnings, it charges up super and becomes this this big fat orange ray. Yeah. And Sebastian is enveloped in flames. And it, this, God, I hope this is helpful for you all. It looks like when you're playing an old Capcom brawler and someone <laughs> gets hit with a fireball, uh-huh. um, or like if you hit dull, like hit someone with dull seems like yoga flame, yeah. And just they're in, it's just just a human form with a, I don't know, a shell of writhing flame. Yes. And then it instantly dissipates. Yes. And you see it and you're like, oh shit, that guy's dying. (laughs) They just killed him. But then he just falls to the ground and he's fine. And uh, um, Robotra comes in. She's like, you have immobilized the creator. (laughs) And like, you think? (laughs) (laughs) Again, the Simpsons bit of, they might seem fine, but they're burning internally. (sighs) Great. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, Batman shows up. Uh, he's like, what did you do with Commissioner Gordon and everyone? Did you kill them? And they were like, no, we're still studying them. And here they are. Yeah, for reasons. A door opens up and, like, this tank of water comes out with all of the people that have been duplicated. The mayor, Bullock, and it's the It's the, yeah, it's the tub from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes, it's like a back-to-tank. Yeah. They're just kind of floating there unconscious. Um... Batman breaks it open. It comes out. Uh, he fights people. The boom lady. Uh, that, that's the thing. When I was watching this, I was like, yeah, I can pretty much check out because what it's going to come down, down to on the podcast is a, a fight happens. Yeah. But we should talk about um, the elevator sequence. Yes. Because that's the cool bit. Yeah. Uh, where he's fighting Robotra and... And plenty of other robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... You go ahead and talk about it, because the... I will say that some of the robots, like, they're falling him into... This also happened in the Gotham Club, right? Oh, the robots are, this happened in the Gotham Club? Well, there's... 
there's elevator shenanigans there and at the Gotham, like right. at the at Cybertron. I'm and mixing the Gotham them Club. up. So at the Gotham Club, he fights these robots who, for some reason, crouch down into spider form and their heads flip over. Love it. <laughs> uh, they're like crawling up and down after him. There's like three of them in the elevator with him. He jumps to the top. Right. He burns the rope away. And it drops the car. And again, like, well, there's no reason for that to have, like, torn the skin off of one of them. But it looks so cool. Yes. It falls, it crashes, kills the all the robots, and they right. become, like, gross robot dudes. Whereas in, in Cybertron, he drops or lowers the elevator onto Robotra. Like, she's trying to do it to him. He gives her the old flipperoo. Yes. And you see, like, the elevator's coming down at speed. Right. She has him bent over through the door, so mm-hmm. it's going to cut him in half. Yeah. He flips her over, jumps out. She's, as she's struggling to stand up, which I thought took, like, a couple seconds too much, mm-hmm. but she finally gets 100% erect, and then, hey, I saw that look. Upright. The, the audience didn't. You didn't need to calm down. <laughs> she gets 100% upright and strikes kind of a pose, and then the elevator comes down and just grotesquely just, like, smashes her. Yeah, it's it's the hydraulic press from the end of Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that movie rules so hard. It fucking is that, awesome. That's one of the problems of an episode like this, and this was something I was specifically warned against in film school, is, mm-hmm. hey, don't reference a movie re- like you love. You love it because you have good taste. What you're doing is you're reminding people of, hey, remember that much better movie than this one? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. As I'm watching this, I'm thinking like, oh, man, I love Blade Runner. Terminator 1 is so underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Ah, RoboCop rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this episode blows. Yes. Um, did a grab bag of references does not make a good episode. No, which is especially funny because like this is also what Bob's Burgers did. For granted, they're spoofing, so it works a little better. But this is what Bob's Burgers did for their season finale: mm. was they did a two-parter that largely referenced Blade Runner. Okay. Um, but they got away with that by using like Tina's fan fiction, so part of it's animated in their little Blade Runner, um, Gattaca send up, send up, whatever. Yep. Um, of course, there's a a scene at the end where, uh, Gordon is like, "I'm getting too old for this," and Barbara says, "I don't know, it was kind of fun." <laughs> Yeah, uh, which his I'm getting too old for this kind of stuff to me was a Lethal Weapon reference. Oh yeah, absolutely. So just tossing more on the pile. Yep. Um, the second compact thing happens on the way out of the complex. <sighs> Barbara right. uses her mirror and her compact to uh, redirect a laser so they could take out a robot, which uh, Sebastian just flips off there's a switch yeah a, a red switch on the back of the robot and while it's distracted he's like flip <laughs> these things are a goddamn liability right and who is it because someone gets knocked out and there's like this whole everyone who is in the tanks uh is running and one of them gets hit in the eye by like i guess a knockout ray mm-hmm. i'm like if that had been a bullet you're done yeah so that one's gonna i know we're pretty much done with the episode now, because I feel like we should mention that as part of the body count. Yeah. There's also a huge explosion, which is cool looking. Yes. Because Hardak and the entire Cybertron complex explodes. Yeah. And do- I, for- I forget why, but it does. We don't get one of those, like, cool end of episodes, like, pan to something on the edge of a scene that sort of puts a... I don't know. It's... With a lot of these episodes, you get that... You have the last shot, and it pans over, and it'll be like a flower or something, and it feels like an almost like minor key shot, mm-hmm. right? That kind of complicates your feelings, and it's like, well, this isn't entirely happy, mm-hmm. right? This one is just Barbara looking basically into the camera and saying, like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, whereas, yeah, here there's that explosion, but someone got like a sleepy eye ray. Um, so I'm going to put that in the body count because we know that these robots have terribly dangerous lasers. Yes. Um, that can cut things in half very easily. Very easily. Um, Tyrell gets burnt to oh, a yeah. fucking crisp. Should have, yes. By that laser. Like, there's no way some of the, the energy to do with that did could not kill a guy. Right. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say the same for uh, the taser on Gordon and Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Like... That was not a light daze. No, if either of them has anything resembling a heart issue, like they're done. Yeah. If um if Alfred has a pacemaker, he's he's old, fine, whatever. Like he's done. Like that's so. That's I'm, what four. Yeah, that's that's unusually high. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, they get away with more in this episode because they get to just throw robots into like, you know, meat grinders basically. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Batman's body count at a at an unusually high four. Yeah, that's like more than the last four episodes together. Yeah. Um, All right. So how do you want to rank this? That's a two-parter. Together. Yeah, I was gonna say let's. I'd go like lower third. Definitely. Yeah, if not lower quarter. Actually, I would say it's like. What do we use as our litmus for like a this kind of sucks episode? Is it still Christmas with the Joker? Um. Yeah. The, so like the bottom is. Christmas with the Joker, Cat and Claw, and and this has some Cat and Claw energy for me. Yeah, as like an overlong two parter. Right. Um, with yeah, so uh, and uh, Batman in my basement are like the bottom, and yeah. I'm not sure this is as bad as those three, but it's resting right atop them. Yeah, I would say, like oh God, if I were to say if I had to rewatch this or Cat and the Claw, granted, like. I'm a fan of Selena. I would probably go with Cat and Claw, honestly. Uh, yeah, probably me too. Yeah, so so it's definitely in that pack. <laughs> so I would say, would I rather rewatch this than Batman in my basement? Oh man, that's tough because it is twice as long. Yeah, I mean that counts for a lot. Yeah, um, like for me, Cat and Claw is my absolute bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I convinced you that it was worse than Christmas with the Joker, but not worse than Batman in my basement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this, yeah, I'll stick to what I said. This is right atop those. Um, no, what? No, it's worse than Christmas with the Joker because Christmas with the Joker is shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It also has a, it has some good robot shenanigans in it too. Like the giant, with the Joker? Yeah. The yeah, giant yeah. nutcrackers. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, not as good as like the nutcracker tank. <laughs> oh God. That could have been awesome. Anyway, it's fine. So yeah, this episode uh, sucks. It sucks. Yep. Skip it when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, that's everything I have, mm-hmm. except for a few questions about Barbara Gordon. Yes. Hooey. So we know that she becomes Batgirl. Yes. Um, but I have some more general questions. We'll probably talk about some of the Batgirl stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Because there's more Batgirl-heavy episodes, and I think we can get more into her role as specifically Batgirl then. There, yeah, there is. There's a couple of origin stuff I want to touch on. Um, Barbara as Batgirl doesn't happen until, like, 1961, mm-hmm. I don't think. There was a Batgirl before then. Um, like, Earth 2, uh, Betty Kane. Huh. Who is, what, like... Kate Kane's younger sister. So they're Batwoman and Batgirl. Okay. Yep. Um, that's all there is to it. They're not interesting. 
Yeah. They, they have hideous costumes. You well, should look them up. That is what, like, when was this, the 50s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but was Barbara already in the comics in, in then, but not as Batgirl? I don't think so. So when and how was Barbara first introduced? I mean, it was pretty much like this. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. It's like with like we know that she's going to be Batgirl. Was she Batgirl in that in that run? Um, once they had done like the um the sort of, well, I guess this would have been even pre crisis. Um, yeah, this would have been the pre crisis uh soft reboot. Oh, DC. Um, what about when is that for our listeners? Well, so here's the thing is this reboot, we're talking like the early 60s. Okay. Right? Because Barbara Gordon is Batgirl in Batman 66 mm-hmm. on TV. Um, Crisis uh, on Infinite Earths doesn't happen until the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that only happened because for whatever reason, DC felt the need, like editorial felt the need to rectify the hiccups in continuity. Okay. Right. They didn't needed to explain why um, Jay Garrick and Wally West, or sorry, Barry Allen, had both been the Flash, and they both knew Superman, but Superman never referred to Jay Garrick existing. That sort of thing. They just had to correct that. They just had to, and it's not like correcting it caused more problems. But Barbara Gordon as Batgirl happens in the comics before the Batman sixty six TV show. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that pinpoints it pretty well. Yeah. Um, so here's a question. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have never seen this on TV or in the comics, but I'm guessing that you have the answer. Okay. Who is her mother? Oh, God. Um, so that comes up the only time that I can think of. So um, it is, God, what is her name? So Gordon, I know, Gordon had a wife in Batman Year One. Yeah, so Gordon has a wife in Batman Year One. They have James Jr. Um, that is, her name is Barbara. Um, so she is named after her mother because Sarah Essen, who um, Gordon cheats on Barbara with, mm-hmm. um, is Babs's, going to use Babs for safety's sake here. Sarah is Babs's stepmother. Okay. Yes. Uh, how long was Gordon a single dad for? Was he a single dad for a while? He seems to be in this. He does seem to be in this. And they just don't get into it in TAS. Uh-huh. Um, but pretty much he goes from like being married to Barbara, um, her divorcing him. Uh, and But like she divorced him because he was with Sarah. Uh-huh. So... Um, so yeah, that's the okay. But Batman Year One was what the eighties, like eighty four. So yeah. was there any answer to this? Who Barbara Gordon's mother was before that? I don't think so. Or was like for decades in the comics, people were just like, "It's Gordon's daughter." Whatever. I basically yeah. Huh. Um, except in Batman and Robin, where um, where she's Alfred's niece. Right. That's the Alicia Silverstone yeah. Batgirl. Which, I don't know, has always struck me as a very weird choice. But it's not, she, she's not Barbara Gordon in that, is she? She's Yeah, she's Barbara, who cares? Yeah. Um, Barbara Eden. 
Uh, right, as opposed to being Sarah Essen's stepdaughter, mm. Barbara Eaton. Right. Um, That's not dreaming of genie, guys. Um, that, yeah, it's also Essen is German for eat, so it was yes ending your joke for, for you know, our listeners who also speak German. Nice. Anyway, some of that was also redone for the New 52 launch, which I'll just mention. Um, and Gail Simone and Babs Tarr um, got into this with their runs on Batgirl a bit, that she has a very strained relationship with her mother, mm. and James Jr. is a fucking psychopath. Okay. <laughs> Does he become a villain? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, interesting. Yep. Uh, so, okay. We've kind of touched on a few different eras of Batgirl in this short conversation. Yeah. Uh, what has her role in the stories been over the decades? So, Batgirl is... So, Batgirl, Catwoman, Batwoman, they all exist in this space of being, like, sort of at least starting on, like, the fringe of the Bat family, uh-huh. right? Um, where they're doing this, you know, basically they're, they steal the brand unlicensed, um, and that's Batgirl up and down, right? Like, when we first see Barbara Gordon in the comics, she's fighting crime independent of Batman and Robin. Uh-huh. Um, and again, Kate Kane as, you know, new Batwoman, does the same thing in the comics decades later. Uh-huh. Right? She, like, gets the idea from Batman, and she's like, I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, in Gail Simone's, like, New 52 run, she is, like, something happens at GCPD, Batman saves her. She was already, like, kicking ass. She just stole some riot gear and, like, a piece of, like, Batman-related, like, ephemera evidence or whatever that was in lockup and just started, like, wrecking shit with a nightstick. Okay. Um... So, yeah, it's one of those things where they're like, okay, well, I can do that. Um, and because these are women who are not, you know, born into wealth, they have to make it work for them. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where the tension between them and Batman comes up. Um, either that or Batman's like, well, I don't trust you. Like, I didn't train you. I don't know. So I'm, in da- I'm letting you endanger yourself and others by letting you superhero about. Um, so Babs eventually sort of gets gets on the ends with you know Batman and Robin there was there were periods where especially when they were trying like figuring out what to do with Dick Grayson now that he was in college and a bit older and you know in the new Teen Titans um, Detective Comics was Detective Comics with Batman and Batgirl uh-huh. right or there were Batgirl and Robin stories uh-huh. um, which I tend to like um, so so she's in that space for a long time Um Alan Moore does uh, The Killing Joke in, you know, like, early, mid-80s. Um, it's a gross story. I don't like it. Um, and he had uh, Joker shoot Barbara in the spine, mm-hmm. uh, paralyzing her. That stuck, right? That, for a while. For I mean, for as far as comics go, for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, it's in the follow-up JL, uh, JL International run, which I want to say was also George Perez, but I'm going to get corrected on this. Um, that's when she started becoming Oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, and this is because she couldn't go out and fight crime right, Batman style. Right. So now she actually, so now she basically does, you know, all the computer magic for Batman and sometimes the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, that stuck for a long time um, until they did the New 52 reboot where, God, here's what I hated about the New 52 
boot is they're like we're setting things back we're starting over i'm like no you aren't though because in the new like in new 52 she'd already been batgirl for a while um and she'd already been paralyzed and gotten like an experimental spinal implant to get better Uh and like that's the opposite of rebooting that's just continuing yeah (laughs) continuation um and, it, and that's partly because in the late New Earth uh, continuity... <laughs> yes, I do hear myself. Um, like, so she, This is why the people tune in, Brandon. Yeah. They want to hear you talk about the, the late Earth continuity or whatever. Oh, God. I, so, mean, I hope they do. Yeah. So If you don't, write in. Yeah. <laughs> Make Brandon feel bad. <laughs> um, so Babs was Batgirl. She was Oracle. Um... Cassandra Kane becomes Batgirl. Um, very briefly, Helena Bertinelli, Bertinelli dressed in a bat suit and Batgirl did up. Uh, but she's like old enough; it should have been Batwoman. It's fine. Yeah. This is all in this is all in the No Man's Land story. So this is in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Um, so yeah, Cass is Batgirl for a while. She's awesome at it. She bows out of that position. Um, and Stephanie Brown is Batgirl. So what's... And Barbara Gordon is Oracle through all of this. Oracle through all of this. Oh. And then they do the New 52 and they're like, cool, Barbara's back in. Okay. Because um, New 52 is like Dan Didio and like the rest of editorial being like, well, these are the characters we grew up with. So you have to as well. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, cool. I'm a, I'm a grown person. I want to keep like either keep reading the stories that have been built over, you know, the past since I've been reading comics mm-hmm. or new stories, mm-hmm. but instead they did this like really like mealy mouthed, like it almost felt like the comics were embarrassed for having their own continuities. I don't know. It's bizarre. Um, or they just didn't actually bother to edit them. But yeah, so then Barbara was back to being Batgirl. Right. It's uh, almost kind of like what happens with movies where they have to reboot and restart everything every once in a while. Yeah. And it's like, well, people want to see the original recipe. And and I get that. But that's the thing is then just do that. Right. Right. It's sort of like how in Casino Royale, like Judy Dench is there. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, so is this new? Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, like, I know, like, it doesn't actually matter. But then, you know if you have characters interacting with each other in a certain way, it's like, well, okay, fine. Like in the, um, in the story, three jokers, right. Which is, it's fine. Um, like Barbara is there as Jason Todd's love interest. Okay. And it's like, wait, like, is this the same Barbara Gordon who was like Dick Grayson's love interest? How close are they all in age? Like it raises more questions, partly because lesser writers use, use Barbara as a punching bag, mm. right? Like, she is not... Like, her getting shot um, is not where, like, the term fridging comes from. Doesn't include a fridge. That comes from a Green Lantern comic. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the prime examples of, like, a female character getting depowered because that entire book is about driving Gordon insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <sighs> anyway... Um, I wish they had kept her Oracle forever. Um, I think that, like, you have a lot of characters now who have been Batgirl. You have, you know, you have Cassie Kane, you have, um, Stephanie Brown. They, one of them can be Batgirl. Right now, um, I think Stephanie is spoiler, but 
Um, Cass is going by Orphan. Shitty name. Okay. Just make her Batgirl. Like, there's one, one superhero in a wheelchair. Just let her be in a wheelchair. Like, just let there be, like, some disability representation, especially on the DC side, right? Um, Plus, like, if you wanted for some reason to tell a Barbara Gordon Batgirl story, you can just make a cartoon of it or... Flashback. Flashback. Yeah. It's one of the things that I find, like, so profoundly frustrating with, like, how DC tends to run things. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so we are past an hour. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it'll probably be the last once I go back and edit out all the ums and likes. Uh, <laughs> Me pulling my hair out. The meaningful pauses. Uh, I have a last question that's yeah. about um, Barbara's relationship with Bruce mm-hmm. and what it is. Yeah. Um, and it seems to vary. Yes. Um, do you think we can dig into that, or should we save that for the next Barbara episode? I, I think it, I've already hinted at it, so uh-huh. I think it suffices to say that in the comics, it is pretty, like, she and Dick were a couple, so Batman is kind of a father figure to her, mm-hmm. um, but that's about as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, Do they will see her on a Rouge Gallery at some point? I mean, they are, they are a thing in TAS. So maybe, yeah, like if we decide to do that bit for her, it doesn't happen in the episodes as much. It doesn't come up at all until Batman Beyond, Hmm. at least in the animation. It's mentioned in the comics uh, in the Lost Years interstitial series. Um, So kind of no. We haven't had a Rouge Gallery in a while, but we have some Talia al Ghul coming up, right? We do. Not next episode, but soon. (sighs) Because next episode... Uh, is the appearance first appearance of Riddler? If you're so smart, why, why aren't you rich? rich? Yes. <laughs> so tune in for that. Same battering time, same battering channel. Sudden they love each other. Oh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Of course not. You're a robot. <laughs>